0: okay this is how you really learn about someone their most frequently used (laughs) emojis on their work slack number one for (gasps) sylvie's is the heart adorable followed by the prayer hands the oh the the (laughs) the specialty emoji (laughs) of the smiling demon wearing sunglasses is up at the top for
1: you that's my favorite one it's literally Um, called creative dev (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) i love the
0: guy Fieri chef's kiss
1: Yes, another big one.
0: What What are you using the mushroom dancing for?
1: I use the mushroom dancing as just kind of like a general seal of approval, like ooh, like we got approval on the oh, actors we cute, wanted cute, to cute, use, cute, cute, and it's like little dance. That's similar. why I use the dancing pickle for. Is that yeah, one animated? Nice. I yes, it is. Yes, yeah, so it was the dancing pickle. And for you, um, okay, Alyssa's most frequently uses crying laughing. Makes sense. Our job is a joke. Follow by <laughs> thumbs up. Follow <laughs> by thumbs up. You also have the heart in your top three. We're so mm-hmm. positive. So posy. Should we shift gears and get into uh, this snooze fest episode this week of Shark Tank?
0: Yeah, this was a this was
1: so boring, this Guys, episode. This was tough. Just a note to the viewers or the listeners, I should say, a note to the listeners, I know we're behind, okay? We know we're behind. <laughs> uh- <laughs> so stop calling it out. So stop expecting us to not be behind. The reason for this is because Alyssa and I have I have this thing called a job that mm-hmm. has really been taking over our lives lately. And yeah. we've been having to go on all these shoots, and it's just put us a little bit behind. But rest assured, we will get through this season. Yes. Uh, and this podcast is the highlight of our week. And truly,
0: truly, so well yeah. said. So, with all that said, we are on episode four mm-hmm. <laughs> of the season, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and let's get into it. This was a this was an OG shark lineup, no guest shark on this one, and. What's so sad is I think the first product is like maybe the most interesting product and it all just went downhill from there. And you'll see the first product was not an interesting product.
1: Our first product uh, we got here is called Storage Scholars. Um, We got two young lads. I don't remember their names, but let's Um, call them. Mac
0: and Sam.
1: I was going to say Brad and Mike. (laughs) It might as well have been Mac and Cam.
0: Just like the same name, just same three letters, just flip-flopped.
1: They seem nice. They seem like uh, friendly fraternity brothers. You know, I'm sure they're both like Sig eps, And they're looking at $250,000 for 5% of their company. And when they said that, Damon did a big groan, which I laughed at mm-hmm. very hard. Mm-hmm. He was like, which, come like, on, how guys. You,
0: how do you come back from that? Because he did not skip a beat. And maybe this was edited to make it seem like he didn't stop. And he did. But, like, you're, you're on Shark Tank you're pitching this product that you've been developing for however many years that you've poured your heart and soul into you're pitching to the sharks you say the equity that you that you are expecting for the dollar amount and one of them just groans loudly in your face like you, you have, like your work your life's work has culminated in this and they're just like Ugh, before you could even go on like I, that's i would walk away i would walk away i would walk back through those doors and say you know what never mind
1: this company helps i put I wrote, they help students move out, parentheses, question mark, question mark. It seems very complicated to me, this whole system. Can you try to explain it? It's basically like an app and you
0: hire storage scholars via this app. They send you boxes and shipping supplies and you box up all of your shit in your college dorm at the end of the year when you're ready to move out. And then you just leave it there, and then they sit in a hot storage (laughs) unit all summer, and then they get
1: moved back into whatever your new dorm is. (laughs) Nothing could possibly go wrong. The scent that I just pictured with (laughs) you walking through that is horrifying. Yeah. Like, that shit probably smells so bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And imagine it just sitting in a box for three months. Just sitting. Just rotting
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh this kind of reminds me of this business that this kid at Columbia started where um <laughs> <laughs> and I have talked about this it is so funny to this no. day like my no. friends and I perpetually bring this up we're like remember when Mike Donahue started that business what what was it it was, like, it was, like, students cleaning other students' dorm rooms. Ew. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Oof. That is, there is something very upstairs, downstairs about that. Especially very, at, like, an elite
1: school. Yeah, very upstairs, downstairs. And my friend Sam was, like, did it for, like, a little extra cash and, like, walked into this one room and it was covered in vomit. And she was, Ew. like, nope. Can't do it. Like, there's just... Uh, there's something like these guys are trying to be like and we employ other students which is the great yeah. part and it's like oh you exploit other students because yes. like this shit does not work they the whole service costs 559 dollars which like but their cost their cost as a business to do this is 199 dollars, right and that's including out and move in that's including move out, move in. That's including storage space rental. That's including this like software and this site that they've developed. Yeah. So. And the supplies, the shipping and supplies. Shipping supplies, packing supplies. Let's take that all away. The college kid packing up the other college kid's shit is probably making $30. like Yeah. yeah. Like what sucks. is the minimum wage?
0: What is minimum wage in North Carolina? Because I think they are not
1: <laughs> topping it. No, and I bet, I bet you anything they like heavily encourage tips uh, to oh, make up sure, for that. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But still, it doesn't doesn't sit right with me. They have um, 23 college campuses signed up and they kind of like barely explain the business before Kevin hops in and is like, I'll give you 250 yeah. for 20%. Yeah, I
0: mean, he, you know, splits their valuation in a quarter, which is fine. I mean, a $5 million valuation is like a little kooky. But yeah, he just, he jumps right in without even hearing like any of the details seemingly.
1: He doesn't hear details. He doesn't need details. Lori says she's out because the valuation is insane. Damon then matches Kevin's offer. And then we've got Robert. And Robert hops in offering 500K for 20%.
0: Yeah, Robert starts to make it interesting. He also like evidently just found out how much college costs. They were like giving their background And the the guy who, one of them, either Mac or Cam, they're giving their background and he's like, yeah, and I matriculated at Wake Forest and the tuition is $70,000 a year. And they got to Robert and Robert's like, oh my God. And it's like, Robert, like, yeah. Adoy. So he, I feel like he, like, feels bad for these guys being like, oh, that's how much college. I mean, he has daughters. Like, obviously, we know he has daughters. We know they, The one of them went to college with you. Uh, went to
1: Columbia. And, like, yes.
0: bro, you know how much college costs. But you know <laughs> that, like, he was just, like, blindly cutting a check.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. Or he's just
0: lying through his teeth and he's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And it's like, bro, you know exactly how much this costs.
1: Either way, I did not like that reaction. I was like, Robert, like it's not like stop it's funny when the sharks do something that they think is making them more like accessible and pedestrian to the (laughs) everyman and you're like actually this is so fake and out of touch that it i know that you don't have this problem like when mark cuban was like oh yeah those those bags for boxing they really take up a lot of space and like who wants that and it's like bro, we know you have five home gyms. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Be exactly. for fucking real. Like,
0: Or when Barbara is like, ooh, this prep deck is too small for my countertop. And I think a lot of people are going to have this
1: problem. It's like, stop it.
0: <laughs> it's so true. It's so true.
1: Damon then is like, I'll give you 400K for 40%, which is just, I don't know if, I didn't know if that was a joke.
0: And Damon just sometimes comes in to just be like, like the hot pepper flakes on on an episode where he just like adds things to like spice it up, you know what I mean? That you're that are so like right. don't add anything really meaningful yeah. or profound, but are just like, oh, uh, okay, cool.
1: You're right. You're right. And then Cuban throws in an offer. And the second that Cubes got interested, I knew that's who they were going with.
0: Of course. Of course. I mean, like, these guys, like, clearly want to work with Cuban because he's cool and he's got cachet and he's got connections to colleges and he's, like, the tech guy. And also he's a billionaire. Let's be honest. Everyone wants to work with Mark Cuban. Also, it's just hitting me now. Shouldn't it be called Scholar Storage? <laughs> scholar Storage. Mm. What I like about storage scholars, what I like about storage scholars versus scholar storage is that <laughs> scholar storage implies that you need to be a scholar for your items to be stored. But storage scholars to me feels like we are, you know, uplifting the people who come in and move your junk into a storage unit. They're the scholars. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's college. Hunks hauling junk, mm, not mm. college junk hauling hunks. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying?
1: It's like how at Starbucks they call all of their baristas partners. Yes, <laughs> yes. or at Abercrombie yeah, they call them all models. Mm-hmm. All the retail associates, yeah. I think to me,
0: I would rather put the shine on the hardworking $6 an hour sure. college students who are moving this shit than the ones sure. who are shelling out $600. Right before the break, we get a recap on Mad Rabbit Tattoo, which is like a post-tattoo cream that now has like more products. Uh, they also partnered with Mark Cuban a few years ago, and they're doing well. They they said they landed a deal at Urban Outfitters, which sounds about right, given their like branding and ethos. Uh, they seem to be doing well. I've never yeah. used it, but I'm sure it makes your tattoos feel nice. Should we
1: take, Should we take a, quick a quick break? break? Yeah. Yeah
0: oh boy it's precarious everything here is precarious instead of attached to a steamer my little pee popper thing i originally attached it to an old bridge trophy of my grandparents
1: (laughs) wait wait, 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 sorry sam's reporting back that she thinks it was called dorm maid (laughs) Dorm maid? No, don't put maid in it, guy. My this is a time. This was 2009, you yeah. know. It
0: was- <laughs> we didn't know about socioeconomic inequality.
1: We didn't, we didn't know. We didn't know about gender roles. We hadn't taken that <laughs> class yet, okay? we. Uh-
0: <laughs> Everything was cheap. It was like, it was the recession. Mamoon's falafel was $2 and so was <laughs> a subway ticket.
1: Oh, don't start with me with Mamoon's. I miss it You know it how so much it is right now?
0: What? Six
1: fifty.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. Boo. I, th- I feel like Mamoon's should have, the prices of a Mamoon's falafel should have stuck with Subway pricing. Because it was $2 right. and Subway was $2 and everything felt like it cost $2 in New York City.
1: <laughs> this next product, I actually thought this was way more interesting than the than the moving yeah, product. Yeah, I guess it was. I guess this was
0: more interesting. Come You're on. right. I was using, I was being hyperbolic earlier.
1: Um I feel like I've
0: seen this product and maybe had this product or at least yeah. seen it like been served the advertisement for this product. Yeah.
1: Yeah, same here. Uh, I've we actually
0: Did you have it like in the office or
1: something? I think like, I know
0: that I've seen the bottle.
1: I actually told Mish to buy some for the holiday party. Oh. So we've got Melanie asking for 250k for 5% of Gia, which is this sort of like non-alcoholic. Uh, they have a spritzer in kind of a can and then like a spirit in a bottle. And you're supposed to use it the same way you would use uh, like a Campari or any other sort of sort of flavorful alcohol. Um, yeah, this is like a real product. They sell it at Erewhon. <laughs> yeah, no, I've
0: seen this product sold and I, I, I can't remember if I've had it before. But I really, but I like love bitters and Campari mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. So I think that I would really go for it. It's, I mean, you can sip it, you can have it on the rocks, like Sylvie said. There's canned spritzer options available. Melanie is seeking two hundred fifty thousand dollars for five percent. I think all of our valuations today were five million, which was astonishing. Mm-hmm.
1: What's interesting about this is like as a non-drinker, I feel like when I stopped drinking. There was nothing really on the market that was, like, a non-alcoholic mm-hmm. thing right. that was gourmet. It was, like, and sippable. T- yeah, that was sippable, that was really supposed to replace the feeling of a cocktail. It was, like, enjoy your fucking LaCroix and your cranberry juice. Um, right, right. And now, and since then, which was about, like, three years ago, I think over the last three years, that category has exploded. Fully exploded, yes. Fully exploded, which I love. I. It's great. It's great to have, like, alternatives to drinks that aren't just, you know, like a soda. But what I found interesting about this that she didn't talk about is like many of these products in this space now have like adaptogens or other oh, yeah. okay. herbs in them, The sort of like lightly mood altering chill herbs. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't seem to have that, which I found interesting.
0: No, it's, ju- it. you're right. It's like kind of just supposed to be like a juice. proxy to, yeah, it's just, it's just juice. It's juice. Yeah. It's, um... I mean it looks really good. The, the only like thing that I didn't like about it, I didn't like how opaque it is.
1: You know mm. what I mean? Like it
0: looks thick, which mm. I did not like. That's if fair. it if it's the consistency of like a bloody mary mix, I mm. don't want it. The other thing that I struggle with is I agree with you. It's so nice to like like I'll like I'll buy the Lagunitas um alcohol-free ipa Mm. it's really good brooklyn law like brooklyn brewery has a really good alcohol-free beer like it's really nice to to your point like sip something that feels like it's enjoyable but it's also like not sugar laden and it's not just like a soda um but what i struggle with is that it costs as much as (laughs) alcohol a bottle of this stuff costs 38 (laughs) dollars And by the way, it costs her $6.5 to make. And the can, the spritzer that she sells, which comes in like three flavors, they look good. There's one that's like lime and salt, and there's another that's like, I don't know, fucking cranberry or something. They retail for $5, which, okay. Uh, and she makes them for like 75 cents. So it's just, it just feels like a lot of money to pay for something that doesn't actually have any alcohol in
1: it. I. Fully agree, and one of the best things about not drinking is saving money. Like yes, I, yes, totally. Five dollars for a can. I know. I really struggled
0: with that because if I'm paying five dollars for a can that doesn't have alcohol, it better have like like twenty milligrams of CBD in it.
1: I was just gonna say it better have fucking weed in it. Like yeah, <laughs> that's like the cost of like a weed drink. Come yes. on. Yeah, you're Again. right. You're right. Because
0: I was thinking like a recess, but it really is closer to whatever those cans are called that are so yummy. Those are like Can. $5. Those are They're maybe $7. Yeah. And to yeah. your point, not just like like this doesn't have like adaptogens in it, anything that gives right. you any sort of like nice feeling Little lift,
1: right? Yeah. So that's interesting. I think that does make it sort of unique in the space. I will say I love their branding. I think their bottles yeah. are really attractive. I think the font is really fun. I mm-hmm. think their ads are really good. This woman also is great. She's like a fucking boss. She yeah. She's worked at Goldman Sachs, Sweetgreen, Glossier. Like, she has the sort of... she knows
0: brands. And as the Sharks come to find out, she's raised, like, $10 million already on this. I think she still has, like, 57%, which is impressive. But she Mm. has been raising based on a $40 million valuation. And she's got all sorts of, like, shareholders in the mix
1: here. Right. And so the Sharks ask her, like... Why are you coming to us with such a lower valuation? And she says, "Well, I'm going to use. I'm actually going to give away some of my equity in this to partner with one of you because I need like someone who's in this space. Yada yada. I I don't know how real she's being about that, but yeah. she's so like French and beautiful that I <laughs> yeah. am having trouble not forgiving her for anything. I'm I know. Very I know. She. By yeah. Her. She. I,
0: you can see why she has like. She, and she's always sort of, like, looking down and speaking in her little French accent and, you know, <laughs> being c- quiet and, and sort of looking up at everyone with these big deer eyes. Um, she, which isn't to say that she's, like, meek, because she doesn't seem meek at all. But she's definitely no. got, like, a distinct persona. Oh, my God. This, this uh, microphone. <laughs> like, oh. It's fine. It's fine. We're back. She's got, like a, like, a distinct persona. You could see how she got $10 million. You know, yes. of, of confidence, basically, in other people. But, but it, it has really scared the sharks away. Um, Damon and Lori are both out because they say that they have, like, <laughs> medical reasons that they can't eat bitter or citrus things. Which, like, is a thing, but, like, we all saw, like, they did two close-ups of Damon's face tasting this cocktail. He just really didn't like it. Like, I don't know how much it's his reflux and how much it's just him being like, I hate this well, product and I feel bad saying that to this French woman.
1: Yes, yes. I noticed the same thing. And I also noticed that, like, while Damon specifically said he has acid reflux, Lori did not disclose the <laughs> name said, of I have a condition. medical thing. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, like we're at people get pretty open on this show. Like, what are you hiding? Um, I will say Robert is in love with this woman. Yeah, yeah. Robert Robert, wants to make her his eleventh wife. Oh my god. He is like flirting a little bit, and he kind of before like the second that she finishes her pitch, Robert hops in and says, Like, I'm gonna make you a deal and I'm gonna get you give you exactly what What you asked for.
0: Yeah. Kevin hasn't gotten a chance to sort of share. He's clearly interested and he hasn't gotten a chance to sort of say what his offer is. So, like, Robert is really being a dick where he's like, oh, listen, you talk to anyone else, I'm, I'm out. I'll give you what you're asked for. Like, I get that, you know, it's what it's, it's the it's what she came in wanting. But, like, she's here to, like, talk to the sharks. You know what I mean? For him to just, like, step on everyone was just very annoying to me. Then, of course, <laughs> she decides to hear Kevin out and it is ultimately her downfall.
1: Yes. So she says she wants to. Oh, and right before this, it should be noted that Mark Cuban says beverages are too expensive and hard as a category, so he's out. We've seen this before. I believe him. Like honestly, think about yeah. think about how annoying it is just to lug like Lacroix back from the grocery yeah. store. Like transporting liquid is like so a beautiful fucking glass annoying. Bottle. Yeah. yeah. Of course, it's, it's so annoying. So I get it, and I I believe him when he's like, I'm over that. Um. So she said she wants to hear Mr. Wonderful's offer, and Robert is like, well, if you let him talk at all, I'm out. I'm out. And she's like... So gross. Okay. Such I don't really want to be treated like that, so I'm going to hear out his offer. Uh, Kevin, of course, wants 10% for 250 k because he's a fucking monster. Yeah. And she says no, but at that point, Robert has already backed out, so yeah. she gets no offers yeah i mean kevin is
0: also being a real asshole here because kevin he is, is hearing what robert is saying kevin is yeah. hearing the threat and kevin knows that he's offering something that is double what like the amount of equity yeah. that she's willing to give away he yep. knows that it'll take her under 50 percent because she only has 57 percent of the company and he still like insists that she should hear him out and let robert go out so my i wrote i wrote kevin is the bigger asshole here but both of them were assholes.
1: Both assholes. But but I think the thing about Kevin is that we expect him to be an <laughs> asshole. So yeah. Robert pretends he's not an asshole, and I just don't know if that's true.
0: Yeah, I think we've I think we're we're past believing Robert's I'm not an asshole narrative.
1: I, I think since we started this podcast We've really done some 180s oh, people. Oh, completely.
0: Yeah. And Robert is definitely is definitely one of them. Sorry, this thing keeps falling. It's fine. Robert is definitely one of them. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> Melanie in her like exit interview is clearly <laughs> very bitter, pun intended, uh, <laughs> at the whole experience. And it's just like really, like you can tell, just like really mad at Robert. And it's like, you should be mad at both of them. You should yeah. be mad at both of these, like these dicks. Uh but yeah, she, you can tell that she is maybe regretting her choices. But you know what? If Robert's gonna act like that, you don't want to partner with him.
1: You don't want him, and I'm glad that she refused him. That felt good to watch. Same. Same. Yeah. Shall
0: we take a quick break?
1: Let's do it. Uh this is I'm going to the, the girl today who like I went a couple months ago and I think I told this story in this podcast where there's miscommunication somehow, and she thought I was there for a Brazilian wax. So <laughs> I don't think you told the story. Really, How kidding. do you get that wrong? I have no idea, but like something happened in the booking where she thought I was there for a Brazilian wax. So, and we had never met. So I walk into the little room, I'm sitting on the table, she hands me a little towel, and she's like, okay, I'll be back in a minute, because, like, then you completely <laughs> undress yourself, you know, and you put the little modesty towel on before they just, like, rip wax off sure, your sure. vagina. Uh, and so I was like, huh, I feel like there's been a miscommunication, but I, maybe this is just what she, like, does. I was like, I don't know, did, what am I – Did you? What did you do with the towel? I was like, what am I supposed to prep? Like, what am I supposed to do with <laughs> my eyebrows? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? I kind of just, like, held it, and then I just, like, folded it up and kind of put it to the side, and then <laughs> –
0: I I was like eagerly awaited her return.
1: And I was just sitting there because I was like, I have to ask her what she wants me to do with this. And she walks in and I'm still fully clothed. And she's like, uh, (laughs) you know, like you're here for a Brazilian, right? Like, and then I could tell she was like, oh my fucking God. Like this girl does not know like what's. Like her ass from the (laughs) hole in the ground, like she doesn't know what's happening. I I was like Brazilian, done with all of
0: my clothes remaining with Um, clothes
1: on. Thank you so much. And I was like eyebrow threading, actually. And she was like, "Oh, that makes way more sense." Oh my god! I mean, I get completely naked
0: whenever I go in for an eyebrow wax. Just of course,
1: of course, just in case, just in case, you got to strip down. Just in case, get on all fours. Uh, that's how they get the level. It helps them find made. the line in your brow. Yeah, it helps them. You know, I have strong hair. What can I say? Polish. <laughs> Sometimes um, I gotta just cling onto a pole naked <laughs> yeah. so they could pull it out. I gotta get. I gotta take all my clothes off. I gotta get on all fours <laughs> and then I just gotta grip the edge of the table and, and bear it. I just gotta. It's still get more basically. <laughs> Imagine oh, walking man. in on someone getting their eyebrows waxed completely <laughs> no. naked. And it's like a fight. It's like yeah. like a war has broken out in that room. Speaking of weaving... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. This is the opposite of what ASMR is. Clank,
0: clank, clank. All right, all right. It's, I think I've got, like, I bought myself another four minutes before this thing falls again. Okay, okay. okay. Speaking okay. of weaving... We've got Expedition Sub Sahara, which tough name is not is not a tourism agency. No, it's even though Expedition Sub Sahara sounds like it would be, it's it's actually a basket company.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got Sophie looking for five hundred thousand dollars for ten percent of this company. She's lovely. She's from Senegal. And she, her company sells baskets made by artists in Senegal.
0: She hires um, local artists in Senegal to weave various baskets, like you've seen at every like home goods type of store, including home goods, uh, out of like sweet grass and elephant grass, and and you know your classic like grass woven baskets. And so basically, her business model is just selling those baskets. And um, but the biggest difference, which Extreme credit to Sophie is that she pays her weavers a living wage as opposed to, like, the minimum amount, like, per piece that you could pay to a weaver, um, especially one who's, like, living in Senegal. But otherwise, yep. they're just baskets. They look like every woven basket that every person has in their house. <sighs> There's, like, the hamper one. Yeah. There's the, the sort of wide bowl. There's the one with the lid. I I, I think they look great, but, like, it, like, how did this get to Shark Tank?
1: How is this different from, like, any other company that's like it, besides the fact that she is obviously, like, she seems great and she is a seemingly ethical business owner. They're just cute storage baskets. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. It's uh, – there's not a lot to differentiate them from a lot of other products.
0: Not not at all. And, and the price point is, like, what you would expect for a, a handmade – beautiful product and they are beautiful Mm -hmm. and they've got different colors and nice designs. They're, you know, a, like a sort of like big bowl one. Um, it costs Sophie $18 to make and then it retails for $50 and $50 is like, you know, it's like a nice gift to get someone. But again, this is like at an artisan fair at like a craft or like an arts market. Yeah. It's pretty much what you would see. There's, there's always a woven basket like section, if not like single stand, um, and that's about the price point. Like, it, it's just, it's t- like, it's really tough to be like, this is a $5 million business.
1: This is weirdly like a non food example of a keep it to the farmer's totally. market. Totally.
0: Yes, me. absolutely. Absolutely. Non food items can absolutely fit under the KITTFM <laughs> label. This is quintessential KITTFM.
1: Yeah. And look, she is successful like she 95% of their sales are online and year to date they've done $900,000 in sales lifetime 3.6 million so she's like dooting along she has a net profit of only 75,000 yeah. but as we've learned like most businesses lose money for right, years right. so that's
0: Gia, for example bad. lost a million dollars last year right
1: so for Sophie to have
0: made 75,000 is pretty good yeah. it's just again like we're coming back to that five million dollar
1: valuation and like
0: trying to make sense of it
1: she also she spent four hundred thousand dollars on advertising last year yeah. and it cost her a hundred and sixteen dollars to acquire a customer which is more than it's people are gonna pay for so those baskets much
0: money yeah. yeah and like how much like I don't know I, I we don't really go into like how much repeat customers she has but it's kind of like a Like you don't keep buying woven baskets necessarily. It's like a nice thing as a gift for someone or like if you need like a, a, you know, a storage thing that's pretty in your house. But you're not like, but like $116 to acquire that person.
1: Mm.
0: I felt bad. I I just, I was just last week, I went to Target and I bought like a, a woven hamper thing. It's not nearly as like pretty as the one that she has, but it was also like $18.
1: She needs that, like, Chip and Joanna Gaines Magnolia deal with like a Target yeah. or something, to to bring it home. I think, yeah, the to challenge make it, is like, like huge.
0: Yeah, the the challenge though is that like I feel like that already really exists in retail. And when she tells the Sharks that retail is sort of her next goal, they all kind of groan because I think they feel the same way because, like, you really can find these baskets, and again. They're probably not, um, you know, fair trade, or maybe they're machine-made, but, like, to have to compete with that, with, like, where those shelves are already full of that kind right. of product, right. is, like, a big mountain to climb.
1: Yeah. It's tough. Um, It's tough. And That's all of tough. the sharks... I would say none of the sharks really seem interested from the get. They're kind of, like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This... But-
0: yeah, she's and she really like puts it on for for Mark and 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 she's clearly like you know like brilliant and so hardworking and and she's just trying so hard to like pull them in just based on like the merits of like her she's like bet on me
1: bet on me and it's like
0: it was it was tough it was tough to watch
1: really hard to watch and she, when she walks out she's so she, upset yeah she's in the very walkout. obviously upset I feel so bad for yeah. her. I just feel sad for her. Like I do too. this was honestly kind of this was kind of like a mean product for the producers to put on because I really feel like there was no way that any of the sharks would invest in this. It's just no, not the type of product. Not. No. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry, I, I did like that
0: Damon gave her this like really rousing speech um after yeah. her pitch and like and and sort of like really like juiced her up and then was like by the way I'm out. <laughs>
1: That's, so that's a that's a that's a classic Damon. Yeah, that really was that was that was
0: truly a, a a classic Damon stinger. Yes. Should we do a quick break? Yeah, let's take a break. What is that? What is the song that you always sing? That nineties club da, hit. Da, dee, da, 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 da. That's right. That's right from uh, Pam and Tommy. Sorry for bringing the club hits in, but this is the world's boringest episode of Shark Tank. We had to liven it up. And it ends with, I want to say, the most boring product that has ever been on Shark Tank. Are you kidding me with this? How did this get on Shark Tank?
1: You're right, and I gotta say, like, okay, so we've done moving. Moving is boring.
0: We've moving.
1: done we've done a non-alcoholic spirit, and wah, I'm allowed wah. to say this because I don't drink. <laughs> Nothing is more boring than not drinking. Let's be let's be real <laughs> about mm, that. sobriety, Yeah, mm, I love this expensive liquid that is not even <laughs> giving me a fucking ounce of serotonin in my brain. Love that. Uh, Then we have Baskets. Again, no offense to Sophie, but I'm not like who's ever written a fucking movie about Baskets, you know? Uh, And then we have Winston. Winston with Woosh. Can you explain what Woosh is, Alyssa? Sure. Woosh
0: gets into the sexy industry of air filters. (laughs) (laughs) Woosh is a home air filter, folks, that tells you when it needs to be replaced
1: you have central air you have this like filter in your house and it's where like the main stuff comes out of
0: (laughs) Is that where they suck in all the air to then distribute throughout your house that's like the single point of air sucking in
1: i i actually have no idea if it's in if it's out i don't know how it works because like why do i fucking care it's so boring yes and the really crazy thing about these air filters is like there's a million different sizes, and you like have to order the right size, and then it's just something you have to change every couple of months. So I just like have every couple of alert. months. Uh, yeah, like in the summer when it's when it's running and, a lot. And are
0: you responsible for changing it? Like you yes. as a tenant?
1: Yes, but you you pop it out. You pop out the the uh, grate, and then you just put the filter in. It's really easy. It's mm. like Mason and I can do it. You know, so and we, we can't do anything in terms of home You are the renovation. handiest
0: folk I know. Winston is operating on the premise that people are such idiots that they have no means of reminding themselves that they should clean their home air filter every once in a while. And so he's got, he sells a frame and a filter. The frame and filter are $99 and then you can replace the filter itself, which is like foam or whatever. And it's got a sensor and it'll tell your, you via Wi-Fi When the air quality is bad and when it needs to be changed, like, again, like, it just doesn't feel like we need this.
1: Yeah, I will say it is one of those things that's, like, so small and irritating that... We also have a Nest, which is, like, a smart thermostat. Mm -hmm. If given the option, I would definitely choose, like, yes, I would like to have a smart air filter that connected to my Nest and gave me an alert on my phone. Like, change your air filter. Like, I actually think that's – it's a good idea. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit extra, but it's probably the future of this thing that, again, is random. And and the thing that's, like, important about it (laughs) – I'm getting all, like, worked up now. Like (laughs) – Landlords will send you emails being like, please change the filter. It has a huge effect on like how efficient your air conditioning is and oh. how much like energy it uses and how well it works. And like it's so it actually is this kind of randomly uh, important thing.
0: I will say the last time I got my oil changed, they changed the car air conditioning filter, which I-, I don't think had ever been changed in this car and was brown and covered in, like, leaves. <laughs> there was, like, little leaves on it. I was like, I'm just breathing in, like, dirt and leaves in this car. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it, it is gross when you actually, like, look at an air filter that hasn't been changed in a very long time. It is. I wish and that th- it would change itself. Like, how smart is it if it can't even change itself?
1: That's true. And I also don't understand because you throw it away. So, like, are you then throwing away this little piece of electronic equipment? I, I don't I really get so. it. I think so. I think that that is the expectation. I, I am curious also like how expensive it is, but this is what they call a pre-revenue product. So there's no yeah. sales. They just have like patents pending. They did just sign a big a contract with a big HVAC company. I don't know.
0: Right. Yeah. They signed with Emerson and they're working to be integrated into like smart thermostats to to basically do what you were describing with Nest. So, so they already have like some promise of – Um, At least being sold in tandem with this other, like, you know, proven product. But it's, you know, again, once again, a $5 million valuation that doesn't feel like it's there yet. I wrote, if this fucking thing requires an app, I'm out. It's unclear whether it does. But could you imagine like having an app on your phone for your air filter?
1: No, but again, if it's attached to my Nest app and it's just a notification within yeah. my Nest app, that yeah, makes sense. Fair. That makes that's sense. I, I just looked. Okay, so like September 6th, our landlord sent an email, all caps, subject line, Important! IMPORTED. Three exclamation marks. Cleaning <laughs> slash changing AC filters. If you have central AC, then there is an intake return that is located in the house, usually on the ceiling or wall with a filter inside. That filter needs to be changed every
0: oh my three God. months.
1: Filters for central AC units cannot be cleaned. They need to be replaced. You can purchase air filters at any hardware store. It is extremely important, especially Whoa. in these high temperatures, that so you are cleaning or changing your air filter every three months so that the units can work at their best. If every you have any three months, about this, please call me. I was spot on. God. Look at me. What a
0: beautiful monologue. Yeah, you re- you clearly read that email and really took it in.
1: I did. I did. Something I hate more than paying too much for a fucking electricity
0: bill. <laughs> sure. Yes. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, the efficiency thing seems like a good... More so than the breathing in <laughs> dust.
1: <laughs> but I, again, I can't even believe we've talked about this for seven minutes because holy shit, who fucking cares? Sorry. Sorry, Winston. You seem so nice. Yeah. I wrote, are we out of interesting products? <laughs> Like, has every <laughs> interesting product already gone on Shark Tank? And this is what's left? Yeah. Like, I mean,
0: season 14, you know, it was gonna, it's gonna happen. Uh, but anyway, nevertheless, he persisted. Kevin wants 12.5% for the 500K instead of 10%. And he wants a forever royalty on it, which everyone groans at. Because it is oh, a 50 nasty, cents. wasty thing to do. Yeah,
1: 50 cents on the filters, which probably don't cost that much. 50 cents. No, no.
0: He's yeah. Such that seems a dick. that seems really wild. But everyone else is out, and once everyone confirms that they're out, Kevin ups the equity that he wants to fifteen percent with the perpetuity royalty, and and then and then there's just like a back and forth on it. All, all of the sharks are discouraging Winston from, you know, going with a royalty, which he clearly doesn't feel comfortable doing, particularly one that's in perpetuity, which is crazy. Um, so there's like a you know so they have like a little back and forth exchange. He and Kevin have a deal. May they be very happy together. It's clear also by the way that Winston wanted to go in with Kevin from the jump, which yeah. I will never understand. People who like are going or like vying for Kevin in the in Shark Tank, I'll never understand it.
1: Nope, no. So Alyssa, which of these <laughs> really exciting products are you <sighs> getting your hands on? <sighs> I
0: mean, I don't have Central Air, <laughs> so whoosh is out for me.
1: You're not I, a college those, student.
0: Yeah, I'm not a college student. Gia, fine. But, like, what if, what if I love Kia? What if I fall in love and mm. I want to keep buying it? I can't afford that. Uh, $38 for no alcohol because <laughs> i got to buy a mixer with it. You know what I mean? Uh,
1: You're like I have to buy alcohol. But I, <laughs> I still have to buy
0: alcohol. You know what I mean. I don't, my soda budget is limited. It's is very limited because of my alcohol budget. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but but really, it does seem unsustainable. Uh, so I am gonna go for Sophie's beautiful expedition sub Sahara creations. I I honestly I really loved like the big hamper. I guess I would I would take a I would take a Sophie basket.
1: I like that answer. I like those baskets, but I am against adding more things mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. our apartment. I'm a yeah. minimalist, whereas yeah. Mason is a maximalist. And I feel like if we add one more basket into our house, I'm going to take a long walk off a short plank. <laughs> so I, I'm i going to go with Gia. I have to. I was hoping like, you would. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm that bitch. Like, I'm yeah. the, I'm the girl who doesn't drink. You're a sober that, like, bitch. Drink. Yeah, like, I like taste testing these things. Um, I probably will. I'll probably go pick up a bottle. I'll we'll save me you for know when I go to your
0: house because I want to try it.
1: I will. I will. That's another thing. Like, is it shelf stable? Like, how long does it last? I don't know. That's Do a great question. That's a great What's... question. Because
0: it's got, like, a lot of fruits and extracts in it.
1: And again, it looks thick and like the the thicker something is the more i want to put that in the fridge yeah
0: yeah yeah. there's something really gross about like (laughs) sitting like essentially like a naked juice on (laughs) your liquor cart you know what (laughs) i mean yeah
1: yeah all right well i'll get some all right well uh i think
0: next episode has emma greed in it so at least we'll have her
1: oh thank god
0: if not better products which i also hope for
1: but, Maybe yeah. they put a lot of stinkers in this episode because there was no guest to impress.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right? They might they might add all the um although we did get the fucking pumpkin spoon with Kendra Scott last week, so so all bets yeah. are off.
1: Yeah, that's true. But Emma Emma over Kendra, sorry.
0: That's true. No, always. Always, always, always. No apologies. Always, always, always. <laughs> always.
1: Uh, okay, well, thanks everyone for sticking
0: with us through this just absolute snoozer of a Shark Tank episode. Yep. We, we, we love you. We appreciate your strength.
1: We appreciate you. Um, stay safe out there, guys. And uh, I think we'll be back to a more regular posting schedule yeah, soon. Yeah, I
0: think so. I think so. I think we're, we're you know, just about cleared of this <laughs> absolute just tornado of shit that we've been in.
1: For the past couple of months, and now that we're clear of that, all we have to deal with is uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. Oh yeah, <laughs> just those things. Uh, I right. hope everyone's doing well out there, uh, sipping on some Gia and mm. not forgetting to change their air filters.
0: Having a thick drink. <laughs> all right, thick,
1: thick, thick drink. <laughs> okay, goodbye, everybody.
0: Bye. Bye.